0: Welcome to New Life's Weekly Podcast. New Life is United Methodist Congregation, established in 2011 in McChesney Park, Illinois. Worship is weekly at 5.30 p.m. with events ongoing. Check us out online at ww.5newlifeumc.org and sign up for our weekly e-newsletter. I'm your host, Mark Myers, pastor of New Life, as well as our sister congregation, Sherland United Methodist Church, and our cooperative on-site mission, The Paper Angel Closet. This week's sermon preached December 3rd and 4th from the series The Journey, based on the resource by Pastor Adam Hamilton of Church of the Resurrection in Leewood. Kansas, sermon titled Joseph of Bethlehem, Scripture, Matthew 1, verses 18 through 24. Hear these words from the Gospel writer Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus took place. When Mary, his mother, was engaged to Joseph, before they were married, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man. Because he didn't want to humiliate her, he decided to call off their engagement quietly. As he was thinking about this, an angel from the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because the child she carries was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this take place so that what the Lord had spoken through the prophet would be fulfilled. Look, a virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will call him Jesus. Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did just as the angel from God commanded and took Mary as his wife. May God bless the reading of Scripture today. Have you ever been driving home on a familiar route and all of a sudden you find yourself home with no recollection of how you got there? Some people refer to this as road hypnosis, you know the route so well, you can drive it in your sleep, literally. Sometimes when it comes to the Bible and the stories we've heard time and time again, it's easy to gloss over the journey. This Advent, we will be taking time to truly dig into the Christmas story and hopefully see some sights along the way we may have missed in the past. Four questions guide our journey together. Think of these questions as the four destinations of our journey each week. Number one, what were the actual events leading up to and during the first Christmas? Number two, what does this story teach us about the character of God? Number three, what does this story tell us about the child whose birthday we are celebrating? And Number four, what does this story mean for our lives today? Bethlehem means house of bread most likely because it consisted of a lot of wheat and barley fields, and even more bakers and bread makers. It was a small village, 500 to 1,000 at the time Jesus was born, and about six miles from Jerusalem, one of the largest cities in all of Judea. Joseph's hometown sounds a lot like Mary's hometown. Small, quaint, and filled with honest and hard-working people. Bethlehem was a lot different from Nazareth, though, mostly because Bethlehem was famous. Just look at the Old Testament. Bethlehem was the place where Rachel died giving birth to Benjamin and was buried there by her husband Jacob, the father of the twelve tribes of Israel. Bethlehem is the setting of the book of Ruth. Ruth's great grandson was David, that shepherd boy who slew the giant Goliath and became the king who united the twelve tribes of Israel. Bethlehem became known as the city of David, and prophecies and legends would arise about this small yet important town. Bethlehem is the beginning of our story, at least according to the Gospel of Matthew. Last week we read from the beginning of the Gospel of Luke and the story of Mary, a young woman from Nazareth. We often mix the two stories together, which can give us a lot of false information. So let's look at the beginning of the Christmas story according to Matthew. So who is this man named Joseph that our story speaks of today? It's funny, we have a pretty clear image of who Mary was. No one really doubts that she was probably young, maybe 13 or so, and that she came from a humble background. But Joseph's another story. Joseph is only mentioned a handful of times in the New Testament. He appears in this story and then again when Jesus turns 12. After that, he's gone, most likely deceased. Interestingly enough, he never speaks a word. Not one single word is recorded from his lips. And this is where things get a little foggy. How old was Joseph? One tradition holds that Joseph was a widower and was 93 years old when he married Mary and lived to be 111 years old. That tradition arose to keep Mary's virginity intact and also to explain Jesus' brothers and sisters that show up later in the story, obviously from a previous marriage. Now, it's much more likely, at least in my opinion, that Joseph, like Mary, was young. Joseph was probably at the age a man could marry, around 15 or 16. When you get home, look at your nativity set. If you've got an old Joe, it's probably from a Roman Catholic or Orthodox tradition. If your Joe is younger, it's probably from a Protestant or more contemporary tradition. If you have a GI Joe in your nativity, you probably lost that Joseph and replaced him with an action figure. We don't know a lot about Joseph other than his profession and his actions in the story which we'll touch on later. Joseph was a carpenter, or tekton in Greek. This word described anyone who worked with wood and sometimes stonemasons, but seeing as house and houses were mostly stone woodworkers, primarily made doors and roofs. There wasn't a lot of furniture back then. There's another word to describe this profession, arctekton, which means master builder and is reflected by our word architect but joseph wasn't an architecton he was just a carpenter a tecton i know a few my dad has always worked with wood and although he isn't a lifetime woodworker he surrounded himself with them they are hard-working honest to a fault and perfectionists a lazy carpenter doesn't last long their reputation is everything and it's built upon the work that they do so they do their best and they do their best work. I believe this is the kind of person Joseph was. Now that we understand a little bit about the character of Joseph, let's get into our story. If you combine the story we read last week about Mary being visited by the angel Gabriel and today's story about Joseph's dream, you get the setting we are familiar with, the one the moving the nativity shared with us, that Mary and Joseph lived close together, shared these experiences in a similar time frame. The truth may be a little different. Mary was from Nazareth. Joseph was from Bethlehem. They had perhaps met before their engagement or for their engagement, which would last a year, but now were separated by a 10-day journey. Mary was visited by the angel Gabriel in Nazareth. She immediately headed to Enkarim to see her cousin Elizabeth, which we'll talk about next week. en isn't too far away from Bethlehem. So, you can imagine when Joseph found out his bride-to-be was in town, he rushed to see her. How quickly his excitement must have faded when he learned of her pregnancy. Maybe Mary told him, maybe Elizabeth or Zechariah broke the news. They may have even tried to tell him what happened, but you can imagine he most likely didn't believe it. The story says, after all, that he planned to dismiss her quietly. So we're not off to the best start. Joseph is engaged to Mary and is feeling lost and alone. You might be able to imagine how Joseph felt when he heard the news. Angry, frustrated, betrayed, sad, confused. Probably a whole lot of other things rolled into one. We've all had bumps along the road in our personal journeys. Maybe you can recall a few or maybe you're going through one right now. There's something true about bumps along the road, though. Even when we are road hypnotized, they always wake you up. A speed bump slows us down. A wrong turn helps us get relocated. A close call keeps us more alert of what's going out there. We were on our way home or on our way to one of a family gathering last week and a deer sprinted just in front of our van. That sure made me more alert the rest of our journey. Now, just let me make it clear. I don't believe God places bumps along our road, but I do believe that God can use a bump to change our lives. It sure did for Joseph. The Bible says Joseph was a righteous man, and we pass by this when telling the story. Yes, Joseph was going to quietly dismiss Mary, but that meant something very different in his time. Joseph knew, according to the law of Moses, Mary could have been put to death. For being pregnant and unwed. Joseph went against that law, went against Scripture, and decided to bring shame upon himself, not Mary. When people found out Mary was pregnant, they would look to the 15-year-old boy who he who had just visited her in Enkarim. He would lose face and bring shame upon himself and his family. The families would already be out the dowry paid and the cost of the wedding festival. Also, if Mary's father insisted, they would have to get married anyway. Joseph was a righteous man because he cared more for Mary than about his own standing. He valued her life more than his own. That night, the young man went to sleep and he had a dream. God told Joseph what he had to do. Just like his namesake, Joseph, the son of Jacob, the really famous one with the Technicolor dream coat, Joseph, our Joseph, listened to his dreams and to God speaking to him. The scripture says Joseph did as he was commanded. His true worthiness for being Jesus' earthly father was not his fame, his fortune, his wisdom, his knowledge, his skill, or his training, but his compassion and his willingness to follow God. So let's look at our four questions. What actually happened? Joseph. A young man from a famous town was engaged to a young woman. When she came to visit her cousin in a nearby town, he found out that she was pregnant and with someone else's child. He was ready to ruin his own life, to save hers, when in a dream God told him to marry her and raise that child as his own. He did what God asked of him. What does this story teach us about God? God doesn't judge us by our profession or our social standing, but by our character and the choices we make. God doesn't expect us to get it right all of the time, but to try, like Joseph did, to do the right thing. What does this story teach us about Jesus, whose birthday we are about to celebrate? Jesus was down to earth, exceedingly kind and extraordinary, compass- extraordinarily compassionate. The Son of God would be taught those qualities by a down-to-earth, kind and compassionate man. Qualities Joseph inherited from God, his father. It would be those qualities that would allow Jesus to be savior for all people, not just a select few. What does this story mean for our lives today? Well, have you hit a bump in the road? We all do from time to time, and some of our bumps are bigger than others. The Christmas story teaches us life isn't about the bumps we hit. It's about what we do when we hit them. If we are like Joseph, we try to make the best of all of life's situations. More importantly, we look to God for strength and wisdom. God journeys with us. And as we recover from those bumps in the road, God helps us avoid similar bumps in the future. Amen. This has been a recording of New Life Ministry. You can learn more about us at www.findnewlifeumc.org and connect with us through our newsletter, Facebook, or Twitter. If you liked what you heard, like our podcast on iTunes or Google Play and share it with your friends. Also consider supporting our Paper Angel Closet, which provides toiletries and personal care items for the homeless and at-risk youth in our community, foster families and children, the families of those diagnosed with cancer, refugee families, and families in need in our community. Donate online or drop items off at New Life UMC 8301 Mitchell Road, McChesney Park, Illinois, 6115. Worship is every Saturday at 530 p.m. Until next week, live knowing that you are a beloved child of God in heaven. Challenge yourself to share that love with all those you meet wherever you go and realize that with the power of the Holy Spirit and Christ's body of the church, you can make a difference in your community and the world. Amen.